0: Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm Lana Reed, and welcome back to another week's edition of Don't Box Me In. Uh, Today we get to discuss fathers and the importance of them in a child's life and the struggle that men sometimes have when it comes to being present in their child's life when mom goes her way and dad goes his way. Um, Now reading uh, from today's guest website, some of the statistics on fatherhood read such as uh, 85% of all children who exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, and 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. And that's just a small sampling of the impact of fathers not being present in a child's life. My guest today, Glenn Warren, is the founder of Fathers Forever, and has been involved in the empowerment of men for over 25 years as a facilitator of various conferences formed to encourage and empower men to discover the combination to unlocking their future. Now, Glenn is a single parent himself who has reared three children, and Glenn understands all too well the power and necessity of fathers being a contributing, positive presence in the lives of their children. Now, I've got lots of questions today, so I'm eager to welcome Glenn and get started. Glenn, welcome to Don't Box Me In.
2: Thank you for having me. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you, your story is is unique in itself, Glenn, Um and, and how you got involved in the line of work. And I guess it starts off with you, yourself, uh, your personal story, becoming a single father with three kids. Now, that's usually not what we hear, how the story plays out. So can you share with us, how is it that you ended up being a single father?
2: Uh, well, um, um, I, my wife and I were ex-wife sorry, for 15 years, and she was a stay-at-home mom, and I, I had a fairly good job. And when we decided to draw separate ways, um, if, at that time, it was decided for them to be with me, because she had, you know, she was trying to get herself together and get a place and everything, and we were going to share custody, but it ended up being, I being the primary custody, I was a custodian parent. Uh, it was a mutual, mutual agreement, and uh, but it was supposed temporary, but anyway, I ended up being a custodian parent until they, uh, until they came to adulthood. So that's okay. kind of how it started.
1: Okay. Now, I read somewhere on your website, there was kind of a conversation between you and her, like, you're not taking the kids. And she said, okay. And then when she left, you was like, I don't even know how to cook. Like, what was your game well, plan? When I-
2: <laughs> well, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I, my background is social work. And so okay. I've I been a part of social work for, and I saw a lot of kids in, in, in my caseload. There was adults, but mm-hmm. they grew up in a household without their father. And uh, I don't want my kids growing up in a household without their dad. Okay. And I grew up in a household with my dad. Um, and my mom and dad were about 54 years, and all of my dad was always part of my life. So I think I had the best of both worlds. I've seen that from a personal standpoint, how father's important for my dad was there. But so mm-hmm. working in the system, I saw how devastation of adults now who didn't have dad in their, their lives. And when I did the intake, a lot of time I would ask a question about their bio-social history. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the box, the box was unchecked about the quality um, in their life. I see. And so, uh, yeah, so I kind of grew up in a, in a rural area, in a country, and I really didn't learn how to cook. My daddy's philosophy was boys outside, girls inside. And then, you know, when I got out of high school, you know, got out of high school, went straight to college, didn't have to cook in college. You know, you get three hocks in the car for the most part. And then after I got out of uh, college, I got married in July. And I got out of school in April in May. So I never really had to cook myself. My ex-wife was oh. an excellent cook, and after our third child, she became a stay-at-home mom, and I really, really didn't know how to cook. I knew I, I mean I could boil eggs, and but that was about <laughs> it. That's honestly, that was about it. So and, it's uh, safe to say you and standing.
1: the kids had a lot of nights of beanies and weenies then.
2: Well, yeah. yeah uh, the first time uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing in my bedroom, I mean I'm in the kitchen. She had just left, and I was like, Oh my dear God! I don't know. I do not cook. What am I gonna do with these two kids? They were, they were seven, nine, and eleven. And, wow. uh, the first time I made spaghetti, I, for, I forgot, I did the noodles real good, I did the ground beef real good, but I forgot to dry, I didn't know the to, to drain the grease off the uh, hamburger. <laughs> so I poured it all in a bowl of noodles and my daughter looked at me at seven years old and I guess she decided, I better learn how to cook something, we were gonna all starve. <laughs>
1: Dad's gonna have us starve if it's
2: something. Yeah, yeah. But awesome. we ate a lot of chicken from, we, we, we ate a lot of Kentucky fried chicken. You know, I would go to the, um, go to the, on the way home and stop and get, you know, eight piece box chicken, and then I would do the vegetables. But uh, I still do not have chicken, for that matter. But <laughs> I, I, you know, I put, we, we put together, we, we did a lot, of, we did eat a lot of beans and weenie's. We ate a lot of food in the crock pot. Uh, <laughs> we ate, ate a lot of hamburger and but. Uh, I I developed some some meals that were pretty tasty, I think.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Now, you know, reflecting back on your own experience, and like I said, you know, you more so often hear the single mother than the single father. Um, And, you know, now that you're at this point, the kids are grown and and they're out and started their own lives. Do you think society uh, treats single fathers differently than single mothers?
2: Um, I don't know that for sure. Um, I mean, people tell me all the time, you're doing a good job. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say what 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 some fathers are now doing. Women have been doing it for you know a long time. Okay. Um, so I was like, don't don't pat me on the back for doing a good job because women have been you wouldn't been doing it forever, mm-hmm. and men have just started start, to, start to, to um step up to the plate and do a little bit. I mean, people c- c- comment me a lot and you know for being a single father because you don't see it that much. Okay. Um. So I I think maybe maybe so, but uh, maybe single so. women have been doing this for a long time.
1: Now you have the uh, two boys and the one girl. Uh, was it easier for you to raise the boys, or was the girl more troubling? All of them.
2: I Neither mean, one of them was really. Um, my, <laughs> because of my, you know, my ex-wife was still in her life, still in the okay. kids' life, and my family was there. So I mean, I didn't really see a big difference from either one. Okay. My daughter was a baby, because she was the small one. Um, so you know, we all took care of her, and she she was the boss. So she was far. But she she really didn't never get me into trouble. None of my kids really get me into trouble. But that awesome. matter, thank
1: God. Awesome. I guess they said after that ex- first experience, like, Dad can't even cook, so we're going to try to help him out as much as possible. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Help make this know, as, easy as easy as
2: possible. We need so all the help we can get.
1: We're going to get through this. So you mentioned, you know, uh, when you and your wife were together uh, that, you were in the social work industry. What what got you involved in this this journey in the social industry uh, social uh, work industry?
2: Well, I was initially my my major was health education. Okay. Uh, and I wanted I wanted to teach PE and after doing it for a couple of years. I kind of realized I didn't want to be a coach and all that stress and strain. And so I kind of accidentally got into the social worker field. Uh, got a part time job working with uh, some some kids with some some behavior problems. And I liked it, and then I just started, you know, taking some more courses. And then I got another job, which I liked, and then I just never, never went back to um to a physical education, just did it for 25 years, and I retired about three years ago as a case worker or a social worker. Okay. And I, I kind of like, you know, helping people, and I think um, my personality of who I am, uh, they really just kind of blended together with uh, the work that I started to do.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome, you know, and, uh, you know, I think it's very important for men, especially younger men, to have a, a stronger uh, male figure somewhere floating around in their life to kind of guide them, because, you know, I think that might be something that we're missing. I mean, I think the game, the the playing field is a lot different than, uh, you know, I'm 47, so when I was coming up, uh, you know, it was it was not a, even a doubt, you know, there was going to be a father around, we were going to make this work. Right. And, you know yes, but today yes. um it just seems more common that uh we're we're not making that commitment to the family or to parenting let me put it like that right. um exactly. and it it's, it's from both ends you know it is from both ends and we'll right. hopefully we'll get into that uh a little bit later but um i want to ask uh you know so when you're involved in the social work i'm pretty sure it's been some time so you've seen the transition um uh, and one of the, this is one of the things i talk to with my male friends all the time this issue of child support i don't recall being a young kid, you know, um, child support being such a you know I don't like him or we don't get along. I'm going down to the courthouse. I mean, has this this been a growing transition over the years? This 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 child support uh, emergence.
2: Uh, yes, it's growing, but it, it really kind of started um, back uh, when the laws the laws kind of changed when Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House and President Clinton was the president, okay. they came up with this um, work first, I suppose, of uh, welfare. Uh, okay. they, they came up with a work first. And, and one of the things was um, is, is, is to go after the father, is to have the mom get back on her track and help her get a job and, you know, and give her some assistance, but also to go after the father okay. and make him be responsible. So when those laws changed, there was a push now to, to start getting child support. So in, in order for a woman to get, you know, WIC or whatever she was getting, food stamps, she had, they asked her a question, who the father to this child? And she had to put her name down. She had wow. to tell them who the father was. If she didn't tell them who the father was, they would come back to her and say, you know what? Until you do that, we're going to cut off your, your benefit. Okay. So it really was the law that changed, that put, put a push on going after these fathers and making them responsible and making them pay child support. Of course, okay. each estate, Kind of adapted that law and they started going out to the father. And now, uh, um, that's, that's why a big push, here, because I, I'm 58 and back in, you know, but those laws wasn't there. So if she didn't pay child support, you know, people, you know, the bottom kept her of the kids. They didn't really, the system didn't really go after you. But the yeah, because I'm reflecting.
1: I'm, I'm not to cut you off, but I'm reflecting on like my own experience and growing up in my own family. Like I remember being younger and there were some kids that were, you know, out of wedlock or whatever. But I mean, together as a community, you know, moms, grandmothers, they just handled it. I I don't recall there being no, I'm going down to the court and I'm filing for child support. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, this just popped up out of somewhere because it just seems like it's the conversation of today, you know, I'm going down to the court and I'm going to, you know, ask for child support or I'm going to ask for an increase or, you know, I talk to my friends, you know, that they're struggling, like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, make my ends meet because I have this or that, you know, so I just don't recall the conversation uh, as heavy as I uh, uh, do now as it was uh, years ago. I just don't recall hearing about it.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that much, you know, if, if they did file child support, the 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 laws didn't really, you know, they didn't really do a whole lot with the fathers. If they, get law, they just took care of the mom and the kids. But the problem okay. that law changed over 20 years ago. Uh, now it's really, really picking up speed. And in the county that, that I'm in, it's really, I mean, and, and a lot of, uh, across the United States, child support is a major issue now because they're going after these fathers. Yeah. And the, the woman, the woman, you know, she can't stay, you know, as long as they're getting some, some kind of benefit, the states uh, and the counties are going after these fathers. And that's oh. what's really making it uh, a big deal, okay. and they trying to enforce it. Yeah.
1: Now you mentioned, um, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that the, it's different for every state. But you mentioned that now there's a push that uh, the mother has to put down the father's name on the birth certificate. Um, so are there some checks and balances in place that she's just not putting down anybody's name?
2: Oh no! Oh, yeah, they, they, they're asking who the, who the who the father is, and she give her name. And they'll, they'll, they'll call him in, and they'll do okay. a blood test. Okay. And if the test comes out negative, then they'll say, next, because so he's not the father. <laughs> we have more COVID, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. bring another name, because he's not the one. But if, so, if he said yes, um, they'll contact him and tell him to come in. And if he don't come in, by default, he becomes God. the father of that child. And they'll wow. go after him. That's in North Carolina. I don't know how the other states are. But okay. in North Carolina and in, in Wake County, where we live at, you know, if the girl says, you know, John Doe is a, is a child, they're going to call John Doe and say, Ms. say you're the father, we're going to do a blood test. You come in, do the blood test. If it's good, then you be you become the father and they'll do establishment and you stop paying child support. If it's not you, they're going to get the next person in.
1: Wow. Okay, one quick question before we go to commercial. So if the mother puts the wrong name on the birth certificate, they do the test, and they find out that's not the correct father, does that stop her from getting, like, her food stamps and her, you know, other social services until she names the correct person?
2: No, they'll give us some time to come up with with the right person. I mean, they're probably probably not just going to cut it off. They'll give us a warning to let you know that, you um, um, you know, the father, this is not the father. Oh, okay. And you pretty much need to give us another name because, you know, Homeboy <laughs> ain't the one. Okay. All
1: right. Okay, Glenn. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay with me. We'll be right back right after this.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Today I'm spending some time with Glenn Warren. He is the founder of the uh, nonprofit organization Fathers Forever, and he also has a book out called Chat and Chew. And before we went to commercial, we were talking about uh, child support. And, you know, I I tend to tell everybody I'm always that one girl that hangs out with all the guys, so I get to hear all the guys talk and all their woes and their concerns. And one of the, the constant topics of conversations that I hear among men that they're frustrated with is this issue of, of child support. When dad goes, you know, his way and mom goes her way, um, it, it seems like it's stacked in favor of the mom all the time, um, Glenn. And I'm wondering, what, what what are some of the problems that are current today with how child support is set up in the court system?
2: Um, it, it, it is a little um, – child support system is not necessarily father-friendly.
1: It's, okay. It should be,
2: but if the moms seem to get um, the representation from this court-appointed lawyer and those kind of things, one of the issues is that we we say, we see a lot is the court system puts you know John Mr. Smith on child support and you know maybe he's to child support maybe he's not the child support, but they also give him a half the right to see his child every other weekend or whatever the agreement is. The issue is sometimes they'll put him in jail. He doesn't pay his child support, but mm. she cannot let him see her child, and there's nothing done about it. Wow. So you know she could say you know you know she mad with him because she's got a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend or whatever. She's mm-hmm. with him this week, and she could say you know what I'm not gonna let you see little Jimmy. I'm not gonna let you see your daughter. And then he's gotta go now and hire a lawyer and try to fight that, which is chance of God He don't have the money to hire a lawyer, but he's not gonna really, you know, and maybe he's not paying child support. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. But one really has nothing to do with the other because he has the right as a father to see his child. Okay. But she, and both parents sometimes use the, the, the child to beat the other parent. Mm-hmm. So she'll get mad with him because he got a new girlfriend and she said, I'm not going to let you see your child. You know, he'll get mad with her for whatever reason. You put me on child support, I'm not going to be child support. So now the child is the one that's been used to beat the other parent. And we see a lot of that, but, um, to answer your question, we, sometimes it's a mom who really get away with not letting him see his child. And then, he, you know, and he finally says, I hate where to forget it. And he goes on his way. And then he just pays a little bit of child support when he can and really don't be involved in the child's life.
1: Okay, so let me make Definitely. sure I'm clear. Um, so when when a woman takes a man to court for child support, it's not automatic or built into there. The judge is not saying, okay, he's going to pay you $100, but also at the same time you need to let him see his child uh, twice a month or, or whatever. Is that a separate hearing
2: for... Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Some states do it all together. It's the custody and the child support. And our state in, in North Carolina uh, is... We have the family court where you go and get custody or you drunk custody or partial custody or you get visitation rights. It's another whole courtroom for child support. But once you go get the child support and say, okay, Jenny's gonna pay um, we've established the fact that mom is the primary caregiver. She's a custodian parent. Well, uh-huh. it's all established and this is what you're gonna pay for child support. Then they say, Okay, we come up with an agreement and he's supposed to see uh, the child every other weekend, every holiday or whatever. It's most of the time, there's agreement there. Okay. But the mom can say, and it's in writing, but the mom oh. can say, I don't like you for, for some reason. I'm not going to let you see your child. Or the child support could be in writing and the father could say, I'm not going to pay child support this month. Huh. The, 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 the other thing is, they'll put him in jail for not paying child support. But a lot of times, nothing is done to her when she decides She don't want to let him see his child.
1: Okay, and that's the
2: possession part.
1: It should be fair. Yeah. If I have to, if I have the potential to go to jail for not paying, you should also have the potential for to go to jail for not letting me see my child because I understand right. my presence is is right. very much needed. So I mean, right. and that's only fair. So let me ask you, right. you know, this because the whole child support thing is is really I'm not, it's uncharted. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. So when you're in court as a, as a, a man and the judge is trying to determine child support, do, does the judge say, okay, well, she's making. Uh, a thousand dollars a month, and you work at Burger King and you only make five hundred dollars a month. So you really should not pay that much. Or, or, or what is factored into determining how much a, a man is going to pay?
2: Uh, they, they have they have different worksheets. Okay. Um, and they had a worksheet uh in in, in Wake County, uh, North Carolina. They got a <laughs> worksheet A, worksheet B, and a work worksheet C. Okay. Worksheet C is a combination of both both salaries. The worksheet A and the worksheet B. They, they, they may just look at his salary because he's, okay. you know, he's, but, but, you know, within the poverty level and they're just going to take his salary and come up with a child support based on what he's making. So you got to prove that he's working and this is how much he's he working and your child support will be established out of that. Um If you don't get a job, they can still do um, 40 hours a week. And what the whatever the minimum wage is, uh, it might be $1,200 uh a, 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 you making $1,200 a month that figure out, and now of debt, you're going to pay two hundred fifty dollars a month. So they're looking at what you're making. But you can't go in the courtroom and say, you know what, because I'm not working, I can't pay child support.
3: Mm. They're,
2: not to, they're, not, they're not going to do that. They're going to say you could be working, and if you were working 40 hours a week, at the minimum wage, this is how much you should be paying, and we expect you to pay this amount.
1: Okay.
2: Wow. And if you don't pay this amount, then you're going to go jail.
1: So this this going to jail part, like, is it I've missed two payments or three payments, and somebody comes and takes me to jail, or what? What is the process for a man going to jail for not paying child support?
2: Now, his, his, his case usually it's called a show call. Okay. Case will send out this letter to the father and say you have not paid your child support over the last two months or last three months. We will schedule a hearing called is called a show call. Now okay. you got to come to the court before the judge and tell us why you better you have to pay your child for now when he shows up if he had, if he don't have no good legitimate reasons, that's when he could go to jail now what is the
1: what now, is, is the, the the what is the mentality behind it like if you send me to jail, you're really not going to get any more money from me than if you leave me out so what is the the thought process of that
2: well the the the, 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 the flip side of that is you're not paying your child support and you're not in jail. We got <laughs> guess. We gotta, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we I guess got so. To, we, got, we got to enforce the law. And the law says, if you don't do this, you're going to go to jail. Now, guys mm-hmm. tell me all the time, putting me in jail don't work. And I say, it does work. Because okay. eventually, you'll get tired of going to jail and you'll start paying your child support. Okay. So it's working. It may take you two, five years, six years. But eventually, you will get tired of going to jail and it, and you pay your child support. Now, what okay. we've done, we went to the court system and said, instead of putting these guys in jail, you know, put the 30-day sentence over them and say, we'll suspend that if you go to fathers forever. Oh, okay. And when, and when they come to us, we'll take them to a three, three to four-week uh, uh, um, in-depth court class in fatherhood. we help them find jobs and help them build a relationship with the kids are better. So now okay. everybody's winning. This guy is not in jail. We're helping him find a job. And, of course, the the, the, uh, the county is not having to, you know, pave house this guy, for six, 30 days or whatever. Okay. Um, and so that, that's how we're kind of working uh, to make this work. Okay.
1: Now, I've also heard that there's other consequences to not paying child support. I think um, I read something briefly, like Texas, like a, um, a man possibly couldn't register. And we're talking men. But let's be clear. that like sometimes women are... I have to pitch yeah. out support. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't register your car. I, I know I've also heard, like, you can't get a passport if you get too far behind. Or What What are some other yeah. consequences? Yeah,
2: all that, all the, they can take your license away from you, your driver's license. Wow.
1: They can take
2: your fishing license, if you get mm-hmm. a fishing license. They can take your tax your your tax return. if mm-hmm. you know, if you owe money to the state, you know, they can snatch that. Um, if you, um, yeah, those are the common things. Your license, of course take your freedom and put you in jail. Um I, they, they, they can uh restrict your, your passport that you can't mm-hmm. go out of the country. Um uh, yeah so they can do all that. But if you did, well if you got money to go on vacation out of the country, you she got money to get to pay your <laughs> child support.
1: That is true. You that know? is so true.
2: That's, 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 that's their thinking. Um and, and, uh, and they're also they can see your bank account. Uh mm-hmm. if you got I think I think, in, I think it's in Wake County, if you if you get if you if, if you got married again and you your your new wife now has gotten you know three thousand, five thousand dollars in the bank, they just go in and stretch three thousand dollars of that. Wow. Three thousand dollars. Yeah. And it yeah. They won't mess with it if it's two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. But if it becomes <laughs> two thousand and one, they can take every penny of it. <laughs> Even though it, 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 yeah. Even though your wife's name is on it, your name is on is on that uh, on that um account too. Wow. So they can take that. Yeah.
1: So I, I guess in, in where you're at, uh, a lot of people are not getting married uh, if they've got a little bit of change and and their significant other has some child support issues.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they, they, they would take it. They would take it out. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be married. Just mm. the name your your mom, your your be on the account. Get out of mom, your mom. anybody's name. Anybody named that. That they're going to get your account. They don't care whose name is on it. As long as your name is on it, they're going to get it.
1: Okay. Awesome. So this Fathers Forever, um, that addresses a lot of this. Uh, well, I'm look at the time. Let me go ahead and, and wrap this up real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk about Fathers Forever, uh, when you started it, and what you guys do there. But we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more Glenn Warren right after this.
0: Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Like they said, I'm Lana Reed, and today I'm hanging out with Glenn Warren. He is the author of Chat and Chew, and also he is the founder of the nonprofit uh, Fathers Forever. Now, Glenn, um, I'm curious to know how long has Fathers Forever been around, and, and what exactly do you guys do over there?
2: Uh, we've been around for five years. Okay. Um, we um, started this as a nonprofit primarily to help fathers uh, teach them about fatherhood. And we came up with this idea to collaborate with the with court system um, because chances are sometimes the guy would not come on their own unless they're ordered to come.
3: Mm-hmm. So the
2: first one is just like could like get a DUI, you got to go to, uh, you know, substance abuse classes or whatever, uh, okay. you know, domestic violence. You got to go to anger management classes. It's the same principle, if a guy's behind in his child support, the judge can find him in criminal contempt and order him to a program. And okay. uh so that's what we do. We order them to our program and we take them to a twenty four week course and fatherhood. Uh okay. we've been doing this for five years. Over four hundred and fifty uh sixty guys have graduated from our program. eighty um, percent of them graduate with jobs.
3: Congratulations.
2: And uh and and, and I confess that, you know, a statistic that they're paying the child support, uh, a 65% increase awesome. in their
1: child support. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. And, uh, love the it.
2: Relationship, the relationship with the mom, the ex-wife, uh, is it, not better because we teach them co-parenting skills on how to get along with her. And, you know, you can't call her names and disregard her and disrespect her. Uh, we don't use the word baby mama. She's got <laughs> a name. So, you like her it. at least one time. But you got a child
1: by her. You <laughs> he liked so, her enough to you know, make the baby, right? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, now, yeah, you know, no, you, you mentioned a, a point, uh and I, I see so many many men struggle with this and and I, I will say that you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like it's it's pushed more by the behavior of women. But, uh, you know, to give a personal example. Years and years ago, uh, one of my best buddies, you know, he was married, he was going through a divorce, and he had three girls. And, uh, you know, she was very vindictive, very manipulative after they split. And, you know, he, he, he was an excellent father. He wanted to be involved. He was trying, he was trying and trying. She was making it so difficult to finally where he just threw his hands up and said, you know what? I can't deal with this. I'm not going to be involved. So as a result, he pulled back from being a part of his daughter's lives. So my question is, um, how do you teach or what tips do you give um, a man when you know, she's being difficult in a, let me say this nicely, when she's being difficult and, and using the child as a toy, like you mentioned earlier, what are some of the things that a father can do to say, look, I, this is for the, this is for the better of my child. I have to, I have to act. No matter how you're acting, woman, I, I got to get it together for my kid.
2: That's exactly what we tell them, what you just said. Okay. This is your child. It's your seed, your responsibility. Um, and we, we, we teach them, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you fighting battles don't really matter. Fight uh-huh. what really counts. Stop Today's... fighting against her and stop fighting for your child. Uh-huh. And if, there, if there's a court order there, take her back to court. A lot of times you don't have to have a lawyer to that. You can okay. go and file a show call and say, but there's some work you got to put in. But uh-huh. your child is worth it. You can't just say, you know what, because it's not totally up to her. We empower guys. She said no, but the court said yes. So you got to get the court back involved now. You don't get the final say. But a lot of but what she says is, you know, it's the gospel, and she don't want to listen to my child. I don't have no recourse. They do. So we empower them, and we show them how to do it. And we tell them, you go down, and you file, and you, you bring her before the judge, and the judge is going to ask her, why are you not following this court order? And she's mm-hmm. got to ask to the judge. Okay. And when that happened one time, she do not have to worry about it no more. <laughs> okay. you so realize that she could go to jail as well. Okay. But, uh, but it's easy. It's easier to get back and say, you know what, forget this. But that's your child. And we tell God all the time, fight for your speed. Fight for your child. Don't Good. let nobody tell you, you can't see your child.
1: Good. Okay.
2: You I know? love it. I mean, because, because it, I think, go ahead. Sometimes the new girlfriend, the new wife, she really don't want, want, want anything to do with the old girlfriend, I mean, the old kids. So she may, you know, not push that, mm. you know, she, because that, that, that's her stepdaughter, her stepson. And, you know, she may not want to be involved because now they got a new family. Mm-hmm. So you got to contend with that, too. But we tell him, you know, the whole system is going to make you pay for all of your kids, not just the one you want to. Not that's just right. the one that's in your house. You have four kids. You need to support four kids. You may be living with two. The other may be out somewhere else. Those are still your kids. And you have to go fight for them. And we drilled that into them for over 24 weeks. And when they leave, they have a newfound freedom of what fatherhood is. They leave feeling empowered. They understand what fatherhood is, and they'll understand what their responsibility is to their kids. Okay.
1: Awesome. Now, we've been talking about fathers here, but um, on the other end here, you have the mothers. And a lot of times, you know, when I'm, I'm in the community and I'm talking to especially younger women, uh that have children, I hear them say things, you know, like, well, I don't need a man. I do this by myself and da-da-da. You know, what would you say to a woman who is harboring that mentality about why she needs to open up and let this man, uh, make it easier for this man to be present in his child's life and want to participate in in the child-rearing process, the co-parenting process?
2: Because the best parent is both parents. Okay. And... The man brings something to the table that the woman doesn't bring, and the woman brings something to the table that the man don't bring. And it okay. means both of them. So you're really doing your kid an injustice by keeping him from his father. But so there are certain things that the father brings to the table that the mom is not equipped with. There's certain things that the mom brings to the table that dad is not equipped with. Not to say you can't be a single father. or a single, that's, that's, We're not saying that at all. We're just saying because, because you're restricting the your father to be part of the kids life, you're doing a disservice to your kids because your kids need their father in their life. And you may be vindictive or mad, but you're really doing an injustice. And later on, your kid may end up resenting you. You know, by you not uh, letting him see his father. Okay. And we see that a lot.
1: Okay. Okay. Now you know at Fathers Forever, um I think I read that a lot of the men that you work with, uh, they're coming from the system, uh, prison or jail system. Uh, do they? And I'm sure one of the struggles that they they have is getting gainfully employed. Uh, what other complications or issues do they have when it comes to you know the fatherhood process uh, coming coming out of the system?
2: Yeah, because they you know they're throwing the record, um, and we tell them yes, you got to throw them the record, but that you can't use that the rest of your life and not pay your child support you got to find a job there are jobs out there where hire people and, and yes there's a lot of people jobs that don't have people and you just got to keep meeting the, the the payment and a lot of times they're uneducated so we encourage them to go back to school we, we encourage them to get a trade you know you know go to a technical school but get a trade do something you know that you know if you if you if you're doing burgers you know become the manager of McDonald's. learn Study. You know, mm-hmm. the, the criminal record is not going to go away. It's not going to go away. So you got to f- figure out a way to get around it. You're still going to be a father. you still got to bring your child support. So you can't use this, i got a criminal record, therefore I can't find a job forever. Okay. You're going to have to get out and, and come up with different strategies. And people are doing it. So they're finding jobs. They, You know, we we can try to come back and they tell us, you know, when I first got this program, I was, I was mad, I was angry. And we deal with a lot of anger issues. Because there's a lot of men that's angry. And, they, you know, and there's a Understand. lot of reasons. And some of them are understandably so. But yeah. we tell them, you, you know, you got to get rid of the bitterness. You know, one of the classes that we do is bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. And that's one of the powerful classes. Because a lot of these guys are walking around with all this stuff inside of them. And they are bombshell, And they do something, you know, crazy. And next thing you know, you, you're going to work as worse. You're back in jail. Mm. So we... we, 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 we 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 help them to understand all this stuff that i mean a lot of times it, and some, some of the stuff they have to these guys are that you know it's bad and and, and I admit that but okay. I'm saying okay you can't go back and you can't go back and undo it what are you gonna do? you got to choose to forgive and you gotta move on okay and you know and uh, and they do some of them do it some of them get it a lot of them get it
1: awesome seems like you've got a a good uh Good uh, showing there, good success rate uh, at Fathers Forever. Uh, Now, one of the other things that I'm I'm wondering, and it just seems like a natural course, uh, a natural part of the process, when you have the guys come to you in your program and and they're frustrated, they're going through some changes, is either trying to find a job, uh, dealing with the mothers of their children, paying some child support, is there any dialogue saying, okay, look, young man, you're in this situation now, Uh, let's consider maybe not digging your hole a little bit deeper and pausing on maybe making some new kids to have to further, you know, bury yourself. I mean, is there, I I think uh, there's a, a phrase floating around that says, you know, if you would not make her a wife, don't make her a mother, is there any dialogue going on, like we should stop and really think about who we're bringing life into this world with? Oh and yeah, your- absolutely.
2: We okay. yeah, we we do that all through the process, you know. You know, you got so many guys that got you know they got three six kids, and I say <sighs> you know you haven't taken care of the six you got. Why would you take two more?
3: Yes, you know okay. and
2: you know and, and and we talk to them about choices in the book. The book, Chat and Chew, we talk. We do a lot of uh, stories, and we talk okay. about choices versus the mistakes. And a lot of guys we come to me and say, Mister Graham, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I got this girl pregnant. I said, uh, let's stop. let's look at this. Yes, you know, uh, I, I, I made a mistake. I got a DUI. Those are not mistakes, man. That's a choice. Those are bad choices. That's Those choice. are different. Don't call, stop calling your bad choices mistakes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you, because the, the way to take ownership of your your choices is not calling them bad. You know, the way to take ownership of your your life is stop calling your your choices mistakes. There's a difference. I pull out in front of you, I don't see you, I step on your toe, that's a mistake. Get uh-huh. the girl pregnant, that's not a mistake. That's a bad choice. Yes. So once you start realizing that you, you created this, then you start making good choices. Because you don't like where you, your life is at. So we talk to them about being responsible and taking ownership of their life because you are the one that put yourself in this situation. And uh-huh. you continue to do it because you continue to, to have unprotected sex. And then, you know, now you got another kid. So you got six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids, and you still and saying I made a lot of mistakes. Those are my <laughs> <not> mistakes. <laughs> and we tell them, you take ownership of where you are, man. Take mm-hmm. responsibility what you did. Stop blaming the the, the the mama, the court system, the dog, the cat, the goldfish. You're the one that's to blame. And we give <laughs> that to them, and they they get it after a while. The light bulb come on. and They like, say, okay, I got. I'm not a victim in this. Yeah. I created this. I now, how just... can I help you, how can I help you help yourself get out of this hole? Yeah. I'm not going to do it for you, but we're going to help you get out of this hole. And the first yeah. thing, yes, number one, is stop having kids. There you go. You know, to me, do something. You, know, <laughs> you know, get it fixed. <laughs> you know, you you know for me,
1: stuff. for me, I'm so frugal. I think once I'm standing in front of the judge and hear me with that first thing that's hitting my pocket, I'm going, wait a minute, hold exactly. on, I can't do this again. I can't I do can't this do so
2: more. <laughs> Can I tell you, the young guy I said, man, instead of, you pay, instead of you buying your iPad or your 22 inches for your your, your car and, and, you know, your, your sneakers, you're
1: going to be paying child support now. Yeah, Even I have no papers. disposable income. I'm like, ouch, that's painful. Exactly. I like to get on the plane and exactly. go somewhere from time to time.
2: Exactly. exactly. Now I can't go nowhere because the court system is calling me in, and I got to give them 3 or $4 a month for the oh. next 18 years of my life.
1: Oh, wait. And I heard some states it's longer if the kid decides to go to college, right?
2: Well, knock around. When you get 18,
1: that's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. Okay, Glenn, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to talk about chat and chew when we come back. Stay with me.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Uh, like they said, I'm Lana Reed, and today I am hanging out with the founder of Fathers Forever, Mr. Glenn Warren. He's also written a book called Chat and Chew, and uh, I like that title there, Glenn. What's What's Chat and Chew all about?
2: It's, uh, it's 31 inspirational short stories about life in general. A lot of them about men, child sports. A lot of them are about just anybody can read these stories. they for men and women. These are life, uh, little life lessons. And uh, I'll take a, a title and um, I'll just talk about, like, one is called um, um, Crazy Like a Fox.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I talk about, um, you know, one, even I talk about being deceived and doing things. You know, even a fox, that, 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 that term, Crazy Like a Fox is really deceiving because mm-hmm. a fox is not really crazy. He's cunning.
1: Cunning, he's yes.
2: Crazy. But he's not crazy. So I talk in, in, in this story, I talk about the blame game, where we blame everybody for our own choice. Okay. And I, you know, we got it on it because Adam started, you know, when God asked him, some of my spiritual, some of them are inspirational. This had to be kind of a spiritual one because when God asked Adam, you know, why did you eat the apple, whatever he ate, the first thing Adam blamed was not Eve, it was with God. Mm. He said, the, the woman you gave me, God, this is your mm-hmm. fault. Because you <laughs> gave me the woman. Then he said, the woman. But he finally admitted it was him. And he, so God goes to Eve, and she blames the serpent. But God didn't buy either one of them. So uh-huh. he told her what to do. So I call that the blame game. Okay. Um, one of the ones that really, really is, is, to talk about is um, the blinders. I call it the blinders of indifference. Uh, one of the guys, I think he just passed away. And he talked about the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And we put on blinders. You know, like we, we, we put on blinders to a horse. You know, you don't want him to see what he has the ability to see. A lot of times our own blinders keep us from seeing how to be a co-parent. Our, our, our blinders could be racism. It could be prejudices. It could be, but we have blinders on and we walk around, walk around in life with blinders on and we can't see what we have the ability to see. When you take the blinders off, and that's what we have these guys take those blinders off, and now they can see their ex-wife on another level, they can see their kids, they can see the world. But you gotta help people take the blinders off. So it's 31 inspiration short stories, um, that help people look at life from another perspective. And, uh, the perception is everything. You may, you may change your situation, but if you can change your perception, how you feel about the situation, perhaps you can change the outcome. Uh, you can change the, the you know, the, the the um the way you look at it. Our perception is everything. You know, the half is it half full or half empty. That's your gotcha. perception.
1: So, is the book just for fathers or for? Is it for everybody?
2: No, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Um, there's a there's a few fatherhood stories in there, but for the most part, this 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 this, this book is for everybody. Christian, non-Christian. Uh, it's a, kind of like a devotional. Some people get okay. up in the morning and read. Uh, read a chapter and reflect on it, um, through the day. One is called, uh, turn the music down. I can't see. Have you been up and riding down the road and you're looking for a place and you got the music and uh, you know, the first thing you do is turn the music down.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah because you're trying, you're trying to focus.
1: The That's music right. has nothing
2: to do with you seeing, but it's focused. So this, this one is about we need to find a quiet time once a day to go somewhere and just focus on ourselves and turn all the music down. Your kids, your job, your work, just turn it down a little bit. so you can focus on you. A daily devotion. And okay. get in touch with who you are. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, then once you've done that, turn the music back up and enjoy your family, enjoy your life, enjoy your job. And, you know, so these are influential short stories that um, we want to encourage people to look at life from another perspective at the same time that, um, you know, life is good. So. Okay.
1: So how do people pick up a copy of the book?
2: They can go to Barnes & Noble, or they can go to um, Amazon and all it While offline. It's do you $100. ever do any book
1: signings around? I know you're in, in North Carolina. Do you ever do any book signings around town, or is there someplace people can catch yes. you live?
2: Yes, we're going to uh, – we actually uh, – we, we get ready. We relaunch the book now. It's been out for a year. Okay. And uh, we just had this company that's going to relaunch it. So we're going to be doing some – did some book signings, but now we're going to be doing a whole lot more um, – and um, we're going to be uh, when you go online and and order it, or uh, you can go to our website uh, www. and order it. Uh, if you go to our uh, Forever website, there's a page on there that, that takes you straight to the website and you can order the book from the website. Okay. If you order from the website, we you get an autograph because we send it out to you, so I found it. But okay. you go to you know, if you go to Barnes and Noble, or if you go to uh, Amazon, they'll send it okay. straight to you. Okay.
1: Oh, so everybody can go to the website chat dot com and pick up a copy okay. of the book. Now, I, I guess I need to backtrack a little bit because um, I didn't tell the Fathers Forever uh, program. Now you did mention that most of the time it's a court or, order program. People get involved and, and have an opp- opportunity to interact with you because of the court system. But I'm wondering, do uh, other fathers can they just enroll in your program, or is it only court order?
2: No anybody can enroll in it uh okay. right, right now we're getting we're getting a lot of referrals from the method violence because they okay. they like they like our curriculum and it talks about the whole family it talks about the whole man okay. uh it talks about kids so now the violence people are ordering them uh to come to our program but okay. anybody could come volunteers we got men who wasn't court ordered. they come on their own okay. and uh they volunteered so yeah.
1: So how does somebody enroll, if they want to take one of your courses, how does somebody enroll one of the Father's Forever programs?
2: Well, if they're in North Carolina, of course, so we have classes so class on Thursdays and Saturdays. Okay. We are getting ready to launch uh, probably in the, next, in the next six months. We're going to have a, um, a, a class live stream. Oh, uh, well, so, that's yeah, Okay. We get, yeah, we're ready to put that together now, and uh, we've got to work out a lot of details with it, but we're going to be able to... Um, this person will be able to to, to, to log on and uh, watch it from uh,
1: okay online because yeah that's because I'm thinking you know there's a lot of people out there that need the information but unfortunately they're not in North Carolina and uh, right. you know the guy in Seattle you know he might need some information and and he just can't get to Glenn in North Carolina
2: exactly exactly yep 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 exactly so we're gonna to. we're gonna create some um, using technology to be really able to create the ways to to get this out to people who. Uh, around the globe, around the United States, to be able to access this uh, this information. So that's one of the things we're working on now.
1: Okay. Now, before we go, um, you know, I, I kind of want to m- maybe touch on a few things. And I know it, it's it's a large conversation, but um, uh, me and you talked earlier in the show about how things were a little bit different when we were younger kids, um, and and how they are today. And and I just seem to notice that there's some, some great differences in the generations. It just seemed back when we were coming up, a man had a baby, uh we knew, you know, he was gonna do his best to take care of it and you know, he wasn't so inclined you know, every now and then you hear the story, Papa was a rolling stone. We 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 do have right. that. But um you know, it just seems men were more committed to the family process. Do you, do you in your own work with the people that you've worked with over the years see any reasoning for why we've transitioned to where we're at now? Or is there something that we need to change or, or as a, cause it's two people. It takes two people to, to, to make a baby. So is is it, is there some relearning, some retraining that we need to do before, uh, so we we can kind of cease some of this process because this is not a healthy process at
2: all. Well, well, some of it is because you know, I, I think what is it? Over fifty people who fifty people who get married end up in divorce, maybe higher than that. Yeah, yes.
3: That's
2: one of the that's one of the issues. People don't they don't stay together long. Okay. You know, back in the day when we was coming up, our mom and dad stayed together. They don't have the issues, but they stayed together. Mm-hmm. Now the, the foundation of marriage has been shaken at its core, and because of that. Some of that, you see, you know, the, the blended families now, are, 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 you know, mom and dad going different ways, and the moms used to keep the kids, you know, uh, don't know why that is. But mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of, of marriage and separations, and, and people not committing to things that they used to be. This generation is, we, we're losing some, uh, and yes, there needs to be some more training. There, there also needs to be, in my opinion, really, really some more emphasis on fatherhood. Okay. I mean, fathers. I mean, mom get what she needs. Thank God, she needs it. Kids get what they need. But the father left out is left out of the equation. Oh, okay. So So you're gonna fix the problem. You gotta fix the one that created the problem. Okay. And you gotta create programs for men to help them get back on track. Okay. Can't lead them out the narrative that, you know, even the powers that be, even those in, the, in, in authority, somehow, don't see the need to create programs to help men. You know, I use the analogy all the on time. If she's got a glass on the table and it's falling over and all the water is filling out and we got our mops and we got our dark dishcloths and we're cleaning up the mess, but we forgot to stand the glass up. That's right. The glass is the man. He's uh-huh. the one that's creating all this stuff. You know, the absence of father, you go to the statistics, you see it over and over and over again. But so how do you fix that? You help stand up the one that's causing the problem.
3: Okay.
2: You know, we get, we got to maintain... So we got to help the kids, we got to help moms, but you cannot leave fathers out of the equation. You got to help empower them and educate them. And I think that's one of the things that we as a society have not done. And we've got to, if we want to fix this problem, we have got to include services for the men.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, I mean, that's a good point, you know, and uh it's always it's always about, you know, the kids and mom, the kids and mom and the kids and mom, you know, and, and dads are just kind of, you know, yeah, you know, I'm kind of over here, even on fa- even yeah, in, in exactly, a, yeah. even in a nuclear family, when mom and dad sure. are together, like Father's Day comes around, and it's his day, you know, he's like, okay, this is one day to sit on the armchair and get the big piece of chicken or whatever. But it's just always fathers are always kind of like, you know, the afterthought, you know, uh, it is exactly. always a joke, yeah. you know, that the, the athlete makes yeah. it big, you know, the first person he yeah. thanks is mom. You know, fathers are just yeah. always an afterthought. And yeah. that, I mean, that's just a, yeah. a, a, a yeah. uh, uh, overwhelming, uh, thought in society. Yeah. So, you know, good points that you have. Glenn, we are at the end of our hour today. I've, I've so much enjoyed the information that you've shared and I love the work that you're doing. Um, everybody, please make sure you stop by and, uh, pick up his book at achatandchew.com and, uh, visit his website, a father father for, father's forever
2: a father forever hey, a father forever yeah
1: www.afatherforever.com com, and uh keep in touch yeah. he's got that live streaming uh, class he's going to come up with soon and uh once again glenn thank you for hanging out with me today i had a good time with you okay. right that you is all for, for this week's show I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I'm your host, Lana Reed, and I'll see you all next week.